0: the point where we say welcome to undercooked analysis and happy halloween everyone
1: yeah hey we're we're getting real close now uh and, and, and ain't we
0: yeah we are
1: ain't we but i'll say this this episode is i mean drags might come out later but this episode is coming out before halloween still so uh uh we uh, hope you all are having a good season out there uh you know having fun with staying safe as much as you can um there's been a lot of cool stuff. I actually just got, before you got recording this, I just came back uh, from checking out a little neighborhood haunt down the street. So these people had set up their front yard to be like a little walk through haunted house. And it's, uh, surprisingly elaborate. I thought that it was pretty so neat. so cute. I want
2: to do that so bad. Cause we have like, so we have that massive garden in the back, right? Right. And we have yeah. like the, the flower beds that are normally at this time of the year overgrown with like corn. Yeah. So I feel like it would be just really great to have them come in on one side of the yard, weave through the corn, and then go out the other end and get the candy on the way out. I want to do it so bad. And so we like get, a mini
1: corn maze.
2: Yeah, something like that. A mini corn maze slash haunt type of thing. And then like where I work, we get a lot of donations for like home improvement stuff. So we get things like doors and light fixtures and all this shit. And there's always like, like a, a really old messed up like um, clock tower thing and I'm like, man, ooh. we could build such a fucking cool haunt with like half the shit that comes in through here.
1: And you show me pictures of stuff and I'm like, ooh, if it's not like, you know, something cool and old and antique. It's like a scary picture of a clown.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then again, all pictures of clowns are generally kind of scary. you we know get what I mean? some of the weirdest stuff coming through.
2: <laughs> It'll be like I think the grossest thing, it was well, it wasn't that gross it was still it was like new in the box but it was like a mm-hmm. breast pump for like babies you know when you like need like to, to collect milk for them
0: yeah okay. that came
2: through and we're like why would you donate this one previously we're not owned sell breast this. Pump. <laughs> yeah
0: wait was it actually previously used or no it no, was- no it
2: was clean oh, okay. so it wasn't really that gross but also like why would you donate this we can't yeah. resell this um and we, we've gotten some really crazy stuff Oh, my God.
1: Definitely some interesting things. Like you could probably fill a whole thing about, like, the weird the weird stuff that's come through at your work. Yes. I could fill whole stories about the weird people who come through at my work, but that would be a little bit... That that, that runs some risk. so I won't do that. Uh, instead, I'll talk about the stories that we have been submitted by our fine listeners, some of them well in advance, uh, and we haven't gotten to in a while. Uh, I'm your host, David. This is Kayla.
2: Hi.
1: This is Sam.
2: Hi! If you hear meowing behind me, that's Percy
1: Oh, Aww. Aww. And if you hear random snorting and shuffling behind me, it's Gracie. As always, fucking shit up. We're here tonight to t- discuss a story by our old friend Rorschach Rorschach, who uh, last uh, time on the show wrote a story for that Kayla and I read called "The Divorce."
0: Oh yeah! Wow, that was back in April.
1: Yep. These stories were submitted to us way or back. Was it huh?
0: Or was that August?
1: Was it August? No, it was, it was, no, was, it was in April. This was no, like earlier this April. year.
0: Yeah, because it was for <coughs> our eight year anniversary. We read that. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: These were actually really, originally submitted to us in February. They were both submitted at the same time. Uh, we read the divorce, but I kind of saved this other one. I think it would be kind of fitting for Halloween because the story is called uh, fancy being a Ouija board planchette. Oh you slag, wanna be a Ouija board planchette. What's the pay? Uh we pay you in exposure. (laughs) Everybody's (laughs) gonna wanna come and put their fingers
2: on What? Wait, what? You're a planchette. You get to lie lie (laughs) on a table
1: and everybody gets to like put an index finger and push you around. That's how it works. I think we'll pass on this gig. Okay, or you get to glide around on your own. Actually, that'd be more dramatic. You glide around on your own and and predict people's deaths. How about that?
2: Okay, that I could probably do.
1: No one, no one, this is one of those elaborate home haunts where no one actually touches you. Kayla and I were actually at a thing where one of the, I, I, I won't say what specifically, but they actually had a big Ouija board on the wall and you could ask it questions and a planchette would like, move around and spell things out that was kind of cool so someone was clearly back <laughs> cool. there listening to us
0: also the um the person moving it had quite a sense of humor because uh the people in front of us who were asking it questions it's it actually went to say g t f o
2: that's funny <laughs> we laughed at that yeah
1: we were really it was it was pretty funny but yeah i guess this story is about being a ouija board planchette or fancy being one all right. So if you fancy being one, well, let's read this story.
2: <laughs>
1: I per- can't guarantee I'm going to do that, but I just like. Oh, you cheeky tot! <laughs> As the Pope, Catholic. <laughs>
0: no. uh, okay how how are we gonna? What order are we gonna do this in?
1: Uh, let's consult a Ouija board and ask the Ouija board. Hey, who should read this first? Oh, I don't have a Ouija board.
2: <laughs> let's go in order of age. David, you're older.
1: Well, age before beauty, right? Fuck you. (laughs) Traveled all over the world to seek out the weird and wonderful and black magic in the other side of the world. It is so much darker, grittier, and horrid. There's nothing pleasant about black magic in poorer countries, and it is a force used for revenge and having an advantage over someone else. You can say that the problem with black magic is humans and their greed, jealousy and psychopathy, leading them to use it for other means. I remember traveling to Bangladesh many years ago, and it was like landing on a different planet because everything was different from our culture or f- different from culture, religion and the way they did things. OK, I mean, we had this issue with um, the yeah. other one it was a, the it's a little bit, little, a little bit sporadic in terms of the grammar, but it's OK.
0: I, I think, yeah, it just needs a,
1: yeah, a touch up. Uh, poverty was everywhere, and it was so normal, and the begging was constant, but at the same time, there were pleasant things, like the great views of the farmlands and the nice people that were there. The food was also amazing.
2: Um, in- Wait, who's older, you or me? Aren't I older?
0: Yeah, you're older than I am. Okay, I remember, okay. the,
2: I'm the baby of uh, the creative horror groups. right. I couldn't remember.
1: That's all, that's still funny to me, because we were all pretty much, like, there's, there's people I work with who are, our age gaps are way wider, but we're all pretty much around the same age yeah.
2: yeah what's that's what's awesome about our little creative heart family is that yes we're all within like a year or two or like within months of each other uh-huh. and then we're all different uh astrological signs yeah that's true um uh, no and like each of us are completely different astrological signs. is that that's
1: true isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah,
2: we've got we've got um say a cancer aries virgo libra sagittarius a scorpio and cancer
1: Mm -hmm. without outing Um, who is who well i just
2: (laughs) i just outed (laughs) Sade. yeah but uh, i don't care
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think alan alan is the eldest um and then after that it's you i
1: think so yeah Mm -hmm. the next oldest
0: and then I, i i'm going in order right now followed by abby then Saed, then Paprika, then me.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's again the it, the difference is like negligible.
2: Yeah, uh, no. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> say's only like I don't know a few months older than I am, or
2: or five. Yeah, months. I think Park Park p- Paprika. I was trying to say Carla and and Paprika at the same time. So I almost <laughs> said Parka.
1: Um, <laughs> I thought you were about to say Paprika. <laughs> uh,
2: I think she's she's also in the same year as. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Anyway, she, yeah,
0: we're we're all born in the same year.
2: Yeah. But okay. You, you, I think you, it's just Alan. No, is it maybe Abby too? I think it was just no. Alan and David who are born outside our year. Yeah, because mm-hmm.
0: it's uh Abby's Abby, you, Paprika, then I are all born in the same year.
2: Oh, I got a counselor, uh, Raybel too, and she's a Capricorn. Oh, yeah. So she and she's, I think, closer to David's age. So mm-hmm. um, uh,
0: after, after the,
2: like January or uh, December?
0: in December. Okay. So the same year as David then.
1: You know, it's pure. It's funny. Purely based on the way the name sounds. I have always liked the name Capricorn as a, as an astrological, astro- as, as a sign, as an astrological sign name.
2: Yeah. Capricorn's a name.
1: Capricorn. It just rolls off. It rolls off the tongue. Really well. Capricorn. I'm a Sagittarius. There was one
2: time where I was, I was talking to someone. We were chatting online. And uh, I asked them, you know, what, what's... We were talking about their sign for a little bit. And then I was like, I'm a Cancer. And they're like, no, you shouldn't call yourself that. You're, you're important. And I was like, no, I mean, of the astrological sign. <laughs> they're like, oh my God. Who thought to name... Well, you? what's funny is like, I think in the 70s, they did not when they did like uh, horoscopes they wouldn't call it cancer they call it moon child oh god (laughs) because they didn't want to use the word cancer to refer to people i have uh, when we were doing the uh, the wall okay after this we'll get back to the story yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. replacing the walls in what is now my studio a lot some of the insulation was like old newspaper and oh. that's where I like learned that because I found this like horoscope clipping and I was like where's cancer is it Moonchild?" so I had to refer to Evan who <laughs> if we also include because they were on the witching hour is a Pisces and is born my year so even if we include Evan we still all have different but Evan does a lot of like um astrological stuff and reads charts and so I was like hey yeah moon child cancer in this and they're like yeah <laughs>
1: yeah even including Ravel and, and uh and Evan it's yeah. we still run the gamut it's really yeah. fascinating
2: th- do we I think the only one then we would be missing I think is Aries no we don't have a Taurus oh and Taurus we don't have a Taurus
0: Tech I mean my sister is a Taurus and uh uh, her girlfriend is a Aries oh, and a Pisces.
2: <laughs> if I drag Naru in sometimes. No, no, no! Didn't you say? Didn't you say? Uh, uh, Evan's a Pisces. No, Evan is a Evan is a Gemini. Sorry, Gemini. <laughs> Sorry, Evan is Gemini. Naru is Pisces. Uh, so is my partner. Actually, he's a Pisces. Hmm. You water signs, yeah. No, uh, my my closest little like because I have Naru and Zath, who are kind of like my counsel. You guys, yeah. if you're in if you're in the Creative Horror Discord, you are forced to <coughs> see, witness the council every holiday.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we change our
2: icons <laughs> they're both Pisces, and I think I'm just like apparently I draw a lot of Pisces to me. I say I say you water signs, and I forget I'm a water sign. Yeah, well. you're a water sign too. <laughs> Hi,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh,
2: okay anyway anyway i went over there to see the black magic they used and how they did it and many warned me of its dangers and the dangers of going close to someone who can use it i spoke with the victim i spoke with victim of black magic who kept on receiving fortunate misfortune. misfortune
0: yeah it's misfortune
2: oh, i'm regretting I... not grabbing my water bottle hey. already i spoke with victim of Black magic who kept on receiving misfortune after a lifetime of great success and the bad luck came over him like a gust of wind. This victim had lost everything from his business and even his wife and kids who had succumbed to a strange sickness no doctor in the world could treat. He was homeless now and had gone a little insane due to his bad experiences and now and then he would talk to himself. Then something interesting had happened and by chance I had met the guy who put the curse on that man.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> uh, again, I've I've speculated this before but like there's a very thin veneer that separates Rorschach's work from from short story one, just slightly, it's the rambliness of certain parts. Yes, yeah, and yes. I almost wonder. Hmm. I, I
2: think the problem with okay, I'm going I, to grab my water bottle. You guys keep
1: talking. Okay, this is this I, is this I, is I, just I, this conspiracy theory here.
2: Okay,
0: but I think here's the thing. This is okay. Story wise, this is actually kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: like, if first, I'm wrapping my head around it
0: person travels to travels to bangladesh thinks it's interesting and then ends up having a conversation with someone who says oh don't fuck with black magic but i feel like like this it's just worded in such a rambly way that this it could be this could be simplified a bit more and i mean the focus should just be on the character's experience rather than how do i how do i wear this
1: we don't
0: okay this is a little too bigger picture and we really need to focus on a on
1: it helps that we have a location it helps that we know we're in uh, bangladesh
0: yes but it would be nice if if this person said i'm in bangladesh for this reason i want to focus on who is this character who
1: are we yeah who is this why are they interested in the weird and wonderful will we get around to that at some point why why
0: are they interested in black magic who are
1: they talking to what do they look like
0: what what made them decide to focus on this what um why are they in bangladesh Why are they, like, why do they travel around the world? I want to know who this character is. How did they end up talking to this victim? Is it someone- uh, Is this
1: someone who has experience because they said there's nothing pleasant about black magic in poorer countries? Because I guess this is like, is it that saying like in other places where it's, is it, are they saying it's more like, is it saying like they know black magic exists in other places that they check it out? Or is it just that it's, it's more common in poorer countries because people still believe in it and still try to like, quote unquote, use it. I get the impression that our protagonist is familiar with the arcane. So, So, or, or at least the occult. So
0: one of them are, uh, um, I'm not going to reveal this person's name or anything, but, um, I've worked with someone who, uh, his profession is as a sociologist and he focuses on the sociology of the supernatural
1: Mm. basically.
0: And this is just so fascinating to me um like he has a phd in this shit and has written books on this shit
1: uh-huh.
0: uh where it's the sociology of how people like their uh, like a people's connections with the supernatural what does this belief in bigfoot mean to someone how like when they go searching for bigfoot why do they do this um and also he has th- this also connects with um it's a, another interesting thing is he also has studied religion and uh-huh. it's, he kind of uses a comparison to this as a religion too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be, inter- but the reason I say this is it'd be interesting if this person was like, oh, I study sociology and my focus is on the, um, people's connection with the supernatural. And recently I had a focus on, um, people's connection with, uh, back magic or something like that. Is this there. is a
1: free uh this is free. You can have this one, Rorschach. If you decide you want to expand yeah. it a bit more, have yeah, that's that's a that's a potential, that's a potentially good angle and grounded in some real world ideas. So. Yeah.
0: make it have this person be a travel writer, maybe Decide, decide this is the angle they're gonna go with as a travel writer
1: i will even accept just someone who is traveling for the sake of seeking out weird esoteric yeah. stuff
2: yeah. dark tourism is a thing there's like a whole
1: <laughs> Netflix series about it dark tourism sounds awesome
2: yeah, i just want to know i
0: i think we need a more of a connection to this our narrator here rather than just
1: yeah we also don't know what time period we're in no so. we don't That's the other thing we're
0: in ba- okay we know we're in bangladesh Yeah. Or I assume we're in Bangladesh. um,
1: Yeah. So he's many years ago. We're in Bangladesh. We don't know from what time period, but I guess we'll find out. I I think it's, am I the next paragraph?
0: No, it's me. I haven't read yet.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Cause it started with me.
0: A A note for me was first given to the receptionist at the hotel. I was staying at, and it was the secretive man telling me where to meet him. What?
1: The secretive man. I think that's the dude
2: who cursed the
1: other dude.
0: Oh,
1: I was about to say it's, it was the G man
0: uh i dared myself to meet him and i don't know what i was expecting him to be like but he was just an ordinary man who managed to put a curse on his ex-employer <laughs> the reason he fuck did- you boss <laughs> no, understandable the reason he did is because he hated working for him and he was jealous of his ex-boss's life and he wanted to ruin him he did feel bad <laughs> but there oh. is nothing he can do now <laughs> oh you
1: yeah.
0: I guess he still sometimes keeps an eye on him for some odd reason but he also spotted me around the areas where black magic is being practiced. Then this guy told me about something else that has been a that has been evolved and the and new in the black magic world.
1: Oh, what's hip and happening on the black magic scene in Bangladesh? <laughs> this is this is wild gang.
0: I, I, I put a curse on my boss, totally understandable. He was an asshole and I was jealous of him. I feel bad, but-
1: But, well, there's nothing I, I can, can do. Keep, Shrug.
0: I keep an eye on him though.
1: Yeah, just to, you know, just to remind myself not to do this stuff. Hey, you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> oh
2: my God. <laughs>
1: um, I was in- instantly interested and he told me that there was an even of some kind, even? An event? Oh, probably event. There,
0: uh, there was I an imagined, event of some There was kind. an
1: event of some kind happening in a large building- which abandoned now, and that I should come and check it out. He gave me an address. And on that on the day I got a taxi to the very place, there was a family, a huge who were all (laughs) a family, a huge who were all (laughs) crying and angry and you can sense their disillusionment in the world. Then there were some police officer type of people to control the event and then a man kneeling on the ground and was handcuffed. The door of the building had opened and everyone went inside. But the man's the man in handcuffs tried to resist a little. What? When we all went in, the very first thing we had noticed was that a room had existed where the whole floor was one big Ouija board. The room was the the room was the size of a large living room, and I couldn't believe the floor being one big Ouija board. I, I could. Sorry, I'm trying to wrap my head around the, the sentence so I, here. I, I the room, I, the room was the size of a large living room, and I couldn't believe the floor being one big Ouija board, and it was beautifully made.
0: I get what he's saying.
1: Yeah, Again,
0: if you think but it's it, it's
1: really halting the flow of me reading it. That's yeah. the problem. This
0: is definitely a first draft. Without oh, a, it's yeah, oh, without a doubt, in my mind it is. It has the same
1: kind of issues as as the divorce. Yeah, in terms of that, but I,
0: I it's not repetitive like the divorce though. Right now, it, no,
1: I'm actually kind of interested even just but mostly because everything's so kind of like there's little details but it's so vague. Expand or shack expand. But, but
0: it, I mean okay story wise it's kind of interesting. He he's interviewing he he spoke with the guy and then uh it turned out he uh he got in contact with the guy who uh put the curse and then said hey you should check out this event to go to this event huh, It's kind of weird and then this room the whole floor
2: is just a Ouija board which is kind of cool and a weird you know. oh yeah. Yeah I mean that that image is, is cool like okay giant Ouija board and based on the title we're assuming maybe this handcuffed man is going to become the planchette or something ah. uh, but definitely like the structure of the sentences and like it, it's making it very difficult to enjoy uh-huh. yeah
0: it, it so. just this definitely just needs a rewrite <clears throat> yeah um, I just I would recommend I think I recommend this before read just read a lot and- read
2: read your own stories aloud yes Yeah. like uh, definitely first draft don't worry about grammar don't worry about spelling just get that shit down but look then for, look,
1: if you're writing this in google docs look for the bit squiggly blue underline <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then go back read your shit aloud and, and clean it up
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah okay i think it's my turn yeah There was a bit of space for spectators to watch, and then I come to find from one of the security guys, so to speak, that the guy in handcuffs had murdered the son that belonged to the large family. Oh, shit. Mm. Instead of going to prison, the family had decided to use the killer as a planchette for their deceased son to speak to them.
1: Oh, they had neat. never
2: heard of such a thing, but fully invested in watching it all go down. And when it was time to go, the killer tried begging for begging to the family not to to not let him be used as a planchette. But you could see one forgiving soul not you could see not one forgiving soul among them, and especially the mother. That's right, Percy. That sentence was three lines long. That was a whole sentence. That
1: was a whole sentence. Oh
2: my God. Little run on. He was forced onto the Ouija board and started to cry. He even shouted to God and nothing came to help him. And then the mother cried out to her son to speak with her. Then the killer on Ouija board started to move around the Ouija board, but he wasn't making the movements, but something else was.
0: Okay, that needs that part needs a little more
1: uh, again. It, repetitive, it's, repetitive, 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 repetitive. But
2: it's no, it's in terms of
1: the certain words and certain things. Like, yeah, but again, yes. gra- grammatically, I, I,
2: I do wonder if maybe English isn't <clears> their <throat> first language. We
1: had talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um,
2: I, also, I mean, I, I hope after because you guys got submitted these for a while ago that they've had more time to to write and practice. But this mm-hmm. feels like very, very early first writings, kind of. That's, you know, just because of the run-on sentences and the way things are structured, they're still learning, yeah. which is right. great, because I think that means they got all this potential. And, like, so far, the concept of, like, using a, a killer, like, this whole concept right now, I love this concept. Yeah, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm cool.
1: Like, the, so, what, the story that is being told, grammar yeah. aside, is really neat.
2: Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. I I, know the the one thing I'm a little I think should be described a bit more is he's like he's being moved I'm like well what does that look like is he like on the ground and being it looks like his or is he floating I I need an idea
2: of how this guy is there like it does it look like there's an invisible rope that's jerking him around you know like that that would also definitely add to the Yeah. Is he being,
1: is he being dragged across the floor by some invisible force? Is it painful? I I mean, maybe the next paragraph will clear that up, but but we'll see.
0: You could tell that it was uncomfortable for the man being used as a planchette and every question the mother was asking for her deceased son, the killer's body would be used to go to a specific letter or to a yes or no. The killer begged them to stop and he wasn't enjoying it at all. And the reason this man killed the son was because he was begging for money. And when it wasn't given to him, he had killed the son in the heat of the moment by using an knife. How does he know this?
1: How does, uh, I, how does
0: our narrator know this? Probably
1: through the course of the thing. They learned it I, from it, the killer. That,
0: that needs to be told. Uh, that or, that <clears throat> Anyway, uh, after three
2: hours of this, Jesus
0: Christ.
2: They had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. You know, moms, they got to know, are you eating right? <laughs> are you in heaven or hell? Are you, were you, you know, whatever else mothers ask? Are, are you
1: changing <laughs> your underwear every day?
2: There you go. Percy Can you guys hear him?
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm so
2: sorry.
1: No, it's okay.
0: Not like we've had the dog not bark so much. Hey, people
1: like cats. They want to hear cats on our show.
0: Yeah. But cats That's are, a- cats have a nice meow sound. They, it, it actually, it's sounds, different. It's different from a dog barking where it's like, oh God.
1: Yeah.
2: Percy, come here. I'll
0: hold you. Uh, after three hours of this, the family decided they would come back tomorrow, and the killer was to sleep on the Ouija board ground, and he was glad that the session was over, but it would start again tomorrow. Something looked off with the killer on the Ouija board, and even though I did find it cruel, I had to admit myself that I was fascinated. <laughs> nice. I went back to my hotel not knowing what I was feeling, and wanted to check it out all over again. I couldn't sleep because the excitement was too much
1: for me. I'm so excited to see this killer get dragged around on a Ouija board for three more hours. Better than fucking Disneyland. <laughs> Screw Disneyland. Come to Bangladesh. Watch a killer get dragged around a Ouija board.
0: Uncomfortable. How? We have no idea, but he's being- it's Through
1: magic, black magic.
0: magic. I also want to know, like, how is this being set up? Like, I know it's, he's on, in a, it's in a big room, but like, are people peering in through the windows? Is, are they standing
1: around on the sidelines?
2: Well, all we got was that there was spectator space, but we have hmm. no idea
1: what that looks like details we're craving details because this is such a cool idea yeah uh the next day at nighttime we had all met up again at the large abandoned building and the killer had been fed but when he realized the second session was about to begin he started to cry again begging to the family members to let him go the family shouted back at the killer that he deserves no mercy that he should suffer <clears> till <throat> the end of time the second session the mother cried out to her deceased to son and the killer's body was being used again as a planchette and every answer the deceased son gave to the family was a happy moment for the family. This time, the killer was acting even more unusual, and he started to speak in twisted tongues, and he even started to float a bit. Oh, and, shit. And the family was also concerned as the deceased son's messages uh, message was becoming disrupted by some other force. The killer then floated in the air completely still, and multiple voices could be heard coming out of him, and they were all laughing. Whatever he had invaded his body had ripped his arms and legs, and blood splattered what? everywhere. <laughs> What? The mother cried out to to her son, and we all had to go out. What the? That fuck? was abrupt. It felt abrupt. I feel like maybe the
2: idea was that suddenly there were all these other spirits wanting to convey a message, and maybe they were trying to move the body in so many different directions that the body that the guy just got torn apart. Yeah, that,
1: that sounds right.
2: That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there could have been a little more build up to that
1: yeah it just felt like it was just boom
0: i feel like this is more just summarizing what's happening if this yeah
2: like this could be more of an outline and that, that you could then add to
0: yeah right now this feels like just an outline i think you could expand upon this this could be even a longer short story go into details let's get to know our narrator a little bit and then watch through his eyes this experience happening even mention this is a great time for to add dialogue like between like the characters you have the mom ask questions and then um show uh, like build up like this I feel like right now what we're reading is kind of an outline than it is
1: could you imagine reading this in the narrative of say like a Victorian ghost story like
0: yeah this is what again the story is great it's just kind of
1: well yeah like I was thinking about like like think about this being written by an author in like like, the turn of the century and you have their writing style where they go into detail about these they go into detail about quote-unquote exotic locations and they talk about the strangers they meet and you get excruciating detail but usually it's really interesting depending on the writer of course uh where were we
2: believe it's me next
1: yeah we're we just had that crazy moment
2: yeah the family waited outside but the people were acting at but the people that were acting as security for the event told everyone to go home as they were going to clean up the place. The next day, early morning, I wanted to help out with the clean as they had decided to do it the next day and I wanted to join in. The security guards allowed me to help them clean, but we had to wear a scarf around on our mouth and nose and it had a special symbol on it and i had asked them what the symbol was for they told me that when a person is being used as a planchet, the very air we breathe could be swarming with spirits and the demons and some and the demon and demons with spirits and demons and sometimes you could breathe them in temporarily and become possessed temporarily
1: wow it's a mouthful
2: <laughs> this scarf was essentially an oxygen mask in the magical sense as I helped them clean up the Ouija board room and I helped them clear the blood and the bodily bits from the killer. I noticed one security guard had taken off his
1: scarf. Also, is the killer dead?
2: Yeah, he got torn apart. Okay. I assume he, he's dead, like, unless he's now... Unless the
1: killer is now just there.
0: But the interesting thing is, okay, so why didn't if this is something that when a body's used as a planchette it could be swarming with girls i mean i could believe that why didn't they wear scarves early like during the whole that would
1: be great if they set it up earlier especially if like the, the bunch of the people who are closest to the to the board i feel like this could th- this is all taking place over the course of multiple days i feel like this would be great to be observed from one session mm-hmm. like we start with one session and then then near the end is when the he, he gets ripped apart
0: yeah this could be done over the course of a night. Yeah,
1: like if the
2: family is there on the board doing the questions, they should be wearing the scarves and like maybe security too.
1: Yeah, and everybody else is in like a safe place where they don't have to wear the scarves. <laughs> yeah, like a safe
0: mm-hmm. distance.
1: And then when he has to go in and ha- when he asks to go in and help out with the clean, that's when he gets the the scarf and then he learns what it means. But he already surmised earlier is some sort of ward. Like I said, there's there's a lot of potential here. I'm, I'm actually really digging this concept. It just... It just needs, it just needs to be cleaned up and rewritten like a lot. Um, Is it It yours? Right here.
0: It was a hot day, so I can understand why he did what he did. But then suddenly I could see him talking and laughing. And then after a while, I saw another security guard just going up to him and laughing with him. Then that security guard took off his scarf with, took off his scarf, was laughing to himself and talking to himself would also complain to the second security guard to not and not interrupt him when he is having a conversation jesus then everyone had noticed the security guard who had taken off his scarf which breathing in spirits and demons and was talking to multiple things and the other security guard which was his brother was trying to make his brother seem normal by laughing with them to make it as those as if is as is. sorry as if he wasn't talking to himself he had to go outside, and after an hour, the security guard who took off his card had gone back to normal. Jesus! Okay.
1: You didn't need this much to say what was going on.
0: I feel, and then I, I, I'm curious to see where this goes, but... Yeah. Like, this, that's a lot. That was a mouthful. Yeah. These security men were ex-police in Bangladesh, and they have make money off grieving and angry family members who pay them to let them use whoever had hurt them as planchette. It was a strange way to make money, but I guess in a poor country as Bangladesh, you have to find ways to make money that are not conventional. Weird thing to add at the end of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm not going to repeat ourselves. I think we've made our point abundantly clear, and I think the rest of it is going to make up for that. Uh, Bangladesh is rife with corruption, and with the poverty, it would force anyone to do things that are not well-intentioned. There are good people and those who help out. But at the same time, the evil is right in your face and the raw animal nature of humans on display. I enjoyed seeing the farmlands and the happy workers working and the children playing as it felt so natural and something which humans were evolved more to do. I then saw the city rife with murders and crime and in each dark corner, black magic. I never thought, though, that I would be so utterly blown away by Bangladesh as I Saw a human being used as a planchette and it will forever stay with me. And even though the man being used as a planchette was a killer, I did feel sorry for him and the way he was used as an object. We gleaned nothing from that except stuff we already knew.
0: Yeah, that 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 let's
1: was, yeah, let's know. just I think we should just keep going. Cause if it, if it if we keep repeating ourselves, we're gonna sound like the story in terms of our criticisms. I think it's
2: I think apparent.
1: I think we made a good point.
2: My time in Bangladesh was coming to an end. My next country was Turkey, which had more structure and riches, and had a part. It had a party scene for holiday goers. There was a black magic scene among the Turkish people, and I was ready to meet them. At this point, I was ready for anything, and I wanted to see more. And to my surprise. What I had seen in Bangladesh with a person being used as a planchette, the same had been developed in Turkey. It's crazy how humans all get the same idea and the person who was going to take me to the black magic areas for a lot of cat for a lot of cash. He was surprised at me for already seeing it. Unlike Bangladesh, this use for using humans as a planchette was entertainment in Turkey, and rebellious partygoers would use someone of their own will and not forced at all to be used as a planchette. The first party I had gone to was in a mansion.
1: So let me get this straight. The people who are planchettes in this situation are willing, and it's kind of like a weird party game apparently okay (laughs) okay but it's a similar ritual just handled differently okay
0: the mansion was beautiful and was glittered up and alcohol was going around and there was a huge room where the floor was once again one big ouija board uh there was spaces made for watchers and spectators to revel and be amazed at such a sight there was a woman who wanted to be used as a planchette and she wore special robes and everyone was scared of her but also respected her (laughs) okay why this was a totally different environment compared to bangladesh yes we know uh, the woman sat down in the middle of the Ouija board, and random people started to call out to whichever spirit was present. And nobody had any kind of grudge. But then a woman on the Ouija board started to move around the Ouija board. <laughs> but it was clear that it wasn't her movements, but something else. The noise she was making wasn't a fear, but of acceptance, like this was normal.
1: So she was going, "Hmm, huh, hmm, hmm, hmm." Mm. <laughs> Instead of "Oh God." Uh, her body was used to go a certain letter, and people were writing down the words being created. And this woman seemed to be taking a lot, be- taking it a lot better than the guy in Bangladesh. I guess it was because she was more accepting of it. And when the words formed a sentence, we all read it: "I am dead, and we'll get to you all." And then the woman being used as a Ouija board needed a break. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm good now. Hold, give me a sec. I need another drink.
1: We were all mesmerized, and as the party goers were eating food and drinking, one guy who was rich, but aren't they all rich? One guy who was rich had this crazy idea where he wanted to make the whole world one big Ouija board. What each country would represent a letter and the pilot and the pilot would be used a planchette and people were telling him that he was crazy. He got a bit angry and started going off on people and even a little physical and angrily told everyone that he will make the whole world one big Ouija board. Security pulled him out over out very quickly. I-
0: Okay. Is it just me or would it be, would it have been better if it just ended with the, like if we, if it would have just ended with him being pulled apart and then just the man and,
1: yeah, seeing, I, I feel like now, yeah, the the most interesting part, like we're now we're getting a little too big. Mm -hmm. Because now we've got a a crazy rich man who wants to make the whole world a Ouija board. Why, why, what's the, what's the purpose? Why? You can already do it here.
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, Where then there was, right? Yeah. Then there were. Yeah. then there were some who were worried about the message which was i am dead and i will get to you all and i guess they wanted more context and meaning behind the message when the woman who was the planchette was feeling much better she decided to talk to some of the guests and unfortunately for she herself didn't understand the message she was proud and grateful to be used as a planchette and she found it empowering to be you to be a tool to send messages to and from the afterlife and to this life this is, this was a completely different outlook compared to Bangladesh, and she was almost like a spiritual guru of some sort. And she told everyone not to fear the Ouija board, and that resistant to the and that resistant to the powers of the Ouija is more dangerous compared to being more accepting. That could explain the guy in Bangladesh why he was having such a hard time being a planchette. The woman was ready to be a planchette again, and the spectators called out to the spirits, and the woman's body would only go to the same letters which spelled out the same sentence. I am dead, and I will get get to you all. And even when we weren't reaching out to the spirits, the woman's body was still moving on its own spelling out the same sentence
0: i kind of like the the funny part is i will get to you all it it sounds more like give me a second i'll get to you all in a moment yeah yeah hang on hang on i'll get to you one (laughs) at a time
2: i'm a waiter i'm dead inside i'll get to you all eventually
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is a commentary this is this is the ghost of a of a of a service industry
0: yeah (laughs) in turkey at one point it looked like oh wait yes me? Yeah, it's you. Okay. At one point, it looked like the woman wasn't breathing, and her eyes were empty dead. I used to play bass, right? <laughs> and we all ran onto the Ouija board trying to stop her body from being moved. Why? Why would you all move? Okay. Yeah. But whatever it was, it was strong. So strong. We all got off the Ouija board and just staring the at the woman's body being moved by whatever force and the sound it was making when being moved onto the floor. That sound was horrifying to us all now everybody's smiles turned upside down
1: <laughs>
0: and we were all so scared and then her bot, then her body stopped moving on its own the woman's body then lifted itself into the air and first her arm came off touched one of the spectators and wouldn't come off what her, her first her arm came off touched one of the spectators and wouldn't come off. Oh, like it was grabbing onto.
1: They think so, yeah.
0: Then the woman's leg came off and touched another spectator's head and wouldn't come off.
1: Magnetized.
0: The woman floating in the air kept on shouting, I am dead and I will touch all of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is a horny ghost.
0: Arms and legs reattached themselves back to the woman and she went back down to the floor she was completely fine. What? I will touch you all.
1: Her her limbs detaching <laughs> was not it didn't kill her like it did the, the murderer. That's okay. I guess really when you're accepting it, it's fine. But the, the ghost was just really horny.
0: I honestly think this should be cut in half. Stop after the whole thing about the about the arms being pulled apart and then just end it with the person's uh this narrator's like reaction to it. Cause I think that whole beginning half is a very interesting story and if you would have just focused on that and developed it as it went it's very horrifying and saddening and just like like it's really a great idea this part is just kind of like
1: if it were shorter and you wanted to present it as a difference though you could do that too you'd be like this is a I witnessed the same ritual in two different countries and this is how it was handled in both those places you could do it like that but maybe start in turkey first and then go to bangladesh i don't know uh, uh it either way it's you I, know
0: I, I, I don't know I'm, it just feels i get that they're connected it's just not as in I, this this isn't as interesting to me as the first half
1: yeah
0: i, th- I mean that's just me though though no, that's
1: fair i mean I'm, I'm kind of interested but that's just because i, I just I, it's 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 odd <laughs>
0: although i i do find the whole i will touch you all witcher. <laughs> you
1: retractable limbs is very useful unfortunately anyone recording this would be impossible to do as to do as all electronic equipments stop working when human when a human is being used as a planchette convenient
2: when, when yeah did this, convenient. this could have
0: been is did this happen in bangladesh like i don't
1: know they again it should have been elaborated earlier we only have our memories the woman was completely fine and she felt more blessed than ever as more activity was being used through her and the party goers were hugging her and they all went home and then some of the party goers started to show signs of possessions. and then remembered that the Bangladesh security guards had told me that when they cleaned up the abandoned building, the air becoming toxic with spirits and other things and I remembered the symbols that had used the scarf used on the scarf to clear the oxygen for me. and so I found something similar to a scarf and wrote down the symbol and got out of there while wearing it. That was one hell of a party.
0: <laughs> no shit.
1: I remember feeling full of energy back at the hotel and my head just couldn't calm down for one moment.
2: Okay. we're getting close to the end yeah uh i all right i'm gonna just keep going yeah it sounds good two different countries were using humans as planchettes and one used for punishment while the other used it for entertainment i didn't know what to think and the turkish woman definitely handled being a planchette much better than the bangladeshi guy although the turkish has had a lifetime of training within black magic while the bang- bangladeshi said. That right? Yeah, Bangladeshi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've never heard. Okay, and then uh, whoa, lost lifetime of training within the black magic while the blank. Bangladeshi was just a random homeless guy who committed a crime and as punishment was being used as a planchette against his will I then thought about the rich guy at the party and what he was going on about making the world one big Ouija board I laughed to myself at the idea and I gave my details at the party to event makers to contact me if they do another even like (laughs) that like it (laughs) I wanted to see more, and I guess I was blessed to have seen this already. I left that country and back to my own in England.
1: All right, that helps. This is an Englishman.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know what
0: to think, really, and I really want to go back and see more of it, and I'm more curious of the black magic than I have ever been before. I was lucky, in fact, that I hadn't been cursed by a jealous individual, and I keep thinking about that man in Bangladesh being used as a planchette. I keep seeing him in my dreams. Then as I saved some money, I created a room where the floor was one big Ouija board. Really? And I found a man desperate enough to be a planchette. He laid himself on the Ouija board floor and I called out to the Bangladeshi man who was forced to be a planchette.
1: Oh, Oh! then suddenly my guy started to move around the Ouija board on his own. And the sentence that kept being spelled out was, I don't want to do this. And then my guy started to shout out the same thing. Then he started floating in the air and his limbs were taken off his body and blood was everywhere. Then it was all silence, and as I got my a scarf and put it around my face, I was cleaning up all the blood and bodily bits. As I was cleaning, all I could think to myself was, I had brought this way of magic to England, and I can make a living off of it. Weird ending?
0: I, I think it's <clears> the... <throat> I mean, can you? This They weren't charging for money, were they?
1: Well, the rich people at the party were able to do it, because they had the space to do it. I don't know. Look, I, I get the idea as interesting to make the narrator wanted to practice it himself mm-hmm. but uh, the ending felt kind of anticlimactic or just kind of listless like i don't know i really like the idea there's some really good ideas in here it's just
2: there's, i i actually there's there's a really good concept in here yeah that i think needs to be honed in on and polished um yeah percy i'm so glad you agree oh. um i feel like this is something that i should be like kind of just tucked away focus on like improving the writing on learning grammar and all that stuff and then come back to it um when you're like because we keep saying like hey expand on the details build out those details um but if you don't have like the organizational skills to put those details into a narrative, mm-hmm. then you're just gonna you're gonna end up with a bigger mess.
1: Right, you're gonna I, like I feel like there are details are like oh let me and then it, like several details get reiterated over and over and over again mm-hmm. to a point and where it's actually silent. That we should
2: have learned earlier on are thrown in at the end or later on
1: yeah um like I remember at a certain point when he repeats himself I kept thinking about him. like I turned to Kayla and actually very silently mouth we know yeah like okay we get it <laughs> so
0: I, I, I actually think the first half actually as it was laid out is a pretty good story like um I mean not uh, um it, I mean again that needs so to as, a premise,
1: right? yeah. like as a premise right yeah like
2: as an outline yeah as you an can outline. work with the first half as an outline for sure
0: yeah, for sure, and I was like, yeah, I'm with you there. But then when it got to the part about being in Turkey and that whole thing, I think it was just it it kind of just felt repetitive. And I I think if we kept, I, I find the Bangladesh story much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And if the focus was just on that, and you just uh, basically detail that, focused on the narrator's experience witnessing this, add dialogue again i I but then again like say said uh develop some organizational skills in your writing too
2: i would also warn that if you i don't know how much this writer knows about bangladesh and its culture and like what it's actually like there if you're gonna write a setting in in a foreign country make sure that you have a good understanding and a respectable understanding of what you're writing about that yeah um Cause I, there, you know, there's a lot of like, Oh, Bangladesh is dirty and poor. And I, I, I know it's not like the second largest economy of, of South Asia. So I'm like, okay. I, I I don't know shit about Bangladesh, but like be knowledgeable when you're writing about foreign settings like that.
1: Agreed. That's,
2: that's just my
1: other two cents.
2: Yeah. uh, One of the things I remember, um,
0: during, uh, I forget it was at a book signing for Alana and, um uh Marie McLemore yeah uh and one of the things they said is like when you if if you're struggling with something research 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 and because the more research you do eventually you're going to get more ideas you'll start to learn mm-hmm. more so researching actually is your friend when you're writing
1: oh 100 researching is one of my favorite things about writing um it's a way for me to shamelessly plug something here
0: sure what are you gonna plug
1: well uh this most recent midnight marinara i actually did a fair amount of research for it too
0: oh which, yeah i could yeah I, that's right
1: i mean i'll talk about it in a sec but i want to get our final thoughts about the story out here but i mean it, it helps it really does help and it's a lot of, it can be really fascinating especially once you get broader from a subject that way you can come at it feeling like you know a little bit more about it mm-hmm. too and that always helps uh you know knowledge is power as schoolhouse rock taught us. So, uh, I will give this a freshness rating of, uh, a Turkish Ouija board party over a Bangladeshi Ouija board execution.
2: I will give this, uh, three detached, detached fingers touching me that I don't like (laughs) that out of, out of a whole arm, I guess. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i give this a i will i am dead and i will get to you all to a i am dead and i will touch you all.
1: <laughs> i'm suddenly getting I, uh i'm suddenly getting i garland will knock you all down vibes from this
0: yeah, I, I there's actually no joke my brain kind of thought like the arm like flew off and like smacked someone in the face or something. That was really
1: funny. But the <laughs> idea that they they detached and then flew back and the woman was totally fine was also again both of them have their merits. Both of these little sections have their merits to me. So that's just that's just my takeaway from it. So mm. anyway, um
2: I think it would have been kind of interesting if maybe like the party at Turkey had come about because someone else there had like seen it in Bangladesh and like they didn't know of the scarves. Because they didn't have the scarves in in the turkey party.
1: No, they didn't.
2: And and then so like maybe all the guests start getting possessed. And then you got this like mosh pit of of Ouija board bodies moving across this floor.
1: Oh, that would have been cool.
2: That would have been kind of cool. And then he knows, he finds a napkin, writes the symbol, and that's how he gets out. Like, that would have been an interesting way to, like, escalate it past if you wanted the turkey party after what happens in Bangladesh. Oh, or,
1: even, it, yeah, sorry, or the
0: narrator decides to hold his own. And this- Oh, the, and that's how it turns
2: out. Yeah, he doesn't implement the scarves or something. Yeah. yeah, he
1: doesn't think about how to implement it. And then it turns into, like, a cautionary tale. And it also could show the rich people, be, re, the rich being douchebags, who take something that you shouldn't mess with and try to make a party trick there, out of it. Okay, there
2: yeah. you go, yeah
1: yeah and then you could really lean into the whole um and then you could have it be like almost a whole anti-colonialism message
0: holy shit
1: bonus points there you go (laughs) um so yeah um hey rorschach thank you for sending us this i hope our criticism helps um again really solid uh ideas really neat as you can see it's got our imaginations fired up don't uh, stop
2: writing keep, keep at it keep at it the, the the grammar and everything all the structural stuff that comes to you eventually just keep
1: at it you got Absolutely. some great ideas Sorry it took us so long to, to finish this since you submitted this way back in February.
0: I think I, I suggested this like a while ago, like in the previous one but um, I recommended reading
1: because yeah
0: uh, just read books it, this could be even yes uh, just reading in general or even an audiobook get that because that will give you a sense of how we're, like sentences are written out how different authors write uh stories and then you kind of can decide oh you know what i kind of like that style and then implement into your own style Type it a little bit yeah not not i'm not saying copy but like no
1: but like um you know imitation sometimes the most sincere form of flattery and if you're not imitating a style completely that's fine that obviously you shouldn't but drawing on that for a basis something well known like maybe not again just a style yeah helps
0: yeah I, i will say my writing has improved because of all, like how many um, books I have read and been like, oh, you know what? I enjoyed that book. I enjoyed how this was written. I kind of want to make something like that.
1: Just as much as you're researching settings, you can also research writing styles. Yes. I mean, even if if you're trying to do something fun and challenging too, like I know that several of us here have written stories where the style of the storytelling was different than just a standard narrative. I mean- you wrote a story we read on uca that was modeled after like a blog post
0: yes uh,
1: i wrote a story that was a series of forum posts that told the story all together uh you can have fun with the way that you, your your story is told with the formatting anyway <laughs> uh yeah i started to mention this earlier but let's get into our plugs first of all with this show uh we appreciate you all coming and listening to us hopefully you're having a fine October out there, and this is another bit of a spooky feather in your cap for things to enjoy. Uh, if you like what we do here and you want to submit a story for us to read, you can email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com. Uh, all submissions do get looked at over time, and we you know cherry-pick through them to get the ones we want. Uh, you can also join our Patreon at patreon.com slash midnightmarinera. That is where our patrons can hear things like the choice drags, other bonus segments that have to do with both this show and Midnight Marinera are. Parent podcast and uh the or the former parent podcast I should say the flagship podcast flagship yeah. podcast yeah flagship yeah. podcast that seems fair uh, different styles of course and uh, if you uh, donating at every any any level does help us out uh, helps us keep the lights on keep things running around here and uh, patrons we tend to prioritize in uh, pushing their stories forward so if you want to get your story read right away uh, you send it to us through Patreon we we'll, we will uh, at, you know bump it up in the queue a little bit um that said the, the way we read stories is also dependent on sometimes who is here and how long the stories are and again this is for short stories uh the days of reading like long epic sagas are long behind us so just keep that in mind when you make submissions uh the only other plug i want to make and this is an exciting one is uh you know obviously we're part of the greater creative horror network so please be sure to check out the other podcasts on the creative horror network including the jameson tapes uh Trick or track darkly lit um with the Witching Hour and for Halloween treat for you all this year, the annual return of Midnight Marinera. I'm gonna drop a first here because this is the first I've talked about like publicly. I what's going to be going live this Halloween, but to celebrate our ninth anniversary, we actually have a story that all of us, all of our like the our the founders of Creative Horror kind of conspired on together, yeah. and we have we are releasing this this Halloween. And uh, I can uh, should I should I drop the title? Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, go. All for right. It. So, yeah, so keep an ear out. Uh, this this episode is episode, hey, this is episode 69, by the way. <laughs>
0: nice. Of
1: the Nightmare Era. This is uh, Hell or High Noon. Yes, we are doing a pseudo-Western. Hell, yeah. And uh, then when I talked about the research, this one, this involves uh, primarily, without going too much into it, a certain cosmic event that took place on January 1st, 1889. I mean, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that it should be really interesting yeah we all work together on this one and i'm very excited yes, for it it is a
2: uh creative horror original through and through we're all very proud and eager to
1: for its release
2: <laughs>
0: did it say to make it gay you decide
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe i made it a little gay
1: <laughs> it's always gonna be a little gay
2: it's on the surface it's a little gay in my mind it's really gay <laughs>
1: Oh boy! Oh, well, happy Halloween! Okay, that's what I got you for Halloween, Sade.
2: Thank you. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> Just drop that. The, gay any right holiday,
2: your... that's the best thing to get me.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna drop that gay right in your bucket there, and you can you know take that home. Make sure there's no razor blades in it.
2: <laughs> Thank
1: you, sir.
2: no, <laughs> is
1: it more problematic if there are razor blades in it? Would you enjoy it more? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No joke. Revelle approached me a few nights ago and was like, hey, there was this thing from the Halloween ends where it's like some dude was uh, spoilers or something. Anyway, we started a slasher murderer slash, like, we started a very gay slasher RP um, where some outcast dude falls in love with the slasher killer and brings him his victims, so Oh! Razor blades, poison, whatever, arsenic, put it all in my gay, I'll take it.
1: Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. (laughs)